Hi, this is Lacey. This is Jason. From Bourbon House, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin we've been looking forward to it for a long time it's been we made the album we finished it in february i mean had to wait a long time for, for to get all the bits and pieces together to, to put it out. Was it hard to keep it a secret? I'm surprised we managed to because I thought, you know, normally Ronnie talks to everyone about everything. <laughs> so I was really sad. Ronnie can't talk about this album. <laughs> so, I mean, you could say we've been recording, but no, it, it, um, it was hard to keep it all um, under your hat. But yeah. We have Stevie Wonder, um, there's Lady Gaga is on there. Sir Paul, <laughs> oh Macca, turned up as well. So yeah, but uh, it was, it just so happened, you know, that Andrew Watt, the producer, that he was making records with his people, and they just sort of, okay, come on by, you know. And we had worked with Lady Gaga before, and we were on the road with Stevie Wonder in the 70s. So I mean, all of them, uh, nothing new. Charlie uh, gave Steve Jordan his blessing, and so when he did pass, even though we were shocked, we were prepared in a way because he handed the baton on to Steve Jordan, and Steve is carrying, you know, flying the flag for Charlie so well. They're both like explosions when they get behind them. Kit, you know. That's so great that Charlie did that, isn't it? It's like it's just a really, really nice kind of sentiment, yeah. isn't it? He said, "Take Steve until I can be there." You know. I said, "You're going to be there anyway, whatever happens." You know. And uh, the spirit of Charlie lives on. You know. This is the return of the Rolling Stones. With their critically acclaimed new album, Hackney Diamonds. Includes the singles, Angry and Sweet Sounds of Heaven. The Rolling Stones, Hackney Diamonds, out now. All right, welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Oh, God, I didn't get interrupted before I said that this week. <laughs> it's a new one. Usually they're talking over me. Uh, so we got a guest today, man. I'm going to let uh, Jerry... You're the master of ceremonies, man. We don't only have a guest. We have an Emmy-nominated guest. I'm telling you, man. We're, we're, we're moving up in the world, man. This is an absolute pleasure, man. She's a very funny lady, man. She's been a lot of things, man. Um, you and Cole's behaving badly one time, weren't you? If I remember right. I was what? Were you and Cole's behaving badly? Or did you write for them? I I wrote for it, but I wrote for the the guys version with Ken oh. Chung. It was <laughs> okay. like a show. Yeah, and I'm just looking at your your bio here, man. I mean, you've got you've been like everywhere, and it's just like wow. I'm just blown away by all you've accomplished in your in your career. But anyway, and I still uh, don't home. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the, the the great Emmy nominated yes from the Wayne Brady show. Love Wayne Brady, funny guy. Corny Cronin Dole, man. How are you doing? Thank you for being on. 
Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, you guys. Nice to see you. Oh, Thanks man, for having ab me. Absolute pleasure for us. Now, unfortunately, I, got, I, I didn't get to see your show at Rocket Pod because I had COVID. I had to go home that Sunday night, but I heard it was a blast that, that night, and I just wish I was there to see that. That was a kind of like a really fun evening. Um, it, was, it was. It was a bummer we do um, a lot of that stuff on Sunday because I know people have lives and children right. and they got to go home. So, um, but we did have a nice turnout and uh, with uh, Don Jameson and Craig Gass, they were hilarious. And Eric Martin, yeah. of course, did stand up for the first time and he was a riot. And the show he put on afterwards yeah. was unreal. Right. It was awesome. I don't know if you guys are fans of of Eric and the, the Mr. Beige, the Mr. Beige, but I am, so uh, I really dug it. It was fun, and I can't wait to do it again I'm, uh, the next one. Yeah, because, oh, yeah. Be, because of Charles and you, I got to meet Eric Martin. That was awesome. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, Charles, the star, man. What's up? We almost forgot I know, but not today. Not today. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I'm today on my own. Pass the baton. baton is but this video idea, that's why nobody broke in on your spiel there, Mark Alton Taylor. And uh, <laughs> true, uh, Courtney Cronin Dold, I must say, yes. I was there. I was also at the KISS event, which was a, a really fun thing. I wish he had the dinger out today, the little bell. Oh, yeah. my bell. Every yeah, time. I don't think there's too many of those moments <laughs> on this album. But, but with Mark, I, you know, he was up there with you when Eric Martin did the Be With You and was filming it, and he came and sat beside me, and he, he was very verklempt. He was. It's, yep. it's a beautiful song. It really is. Thank you well up. It'll make you tear up. That's not my favorite song. I like the song. I like uh, the other songs on that album way better. It is to your favorite. Don't fit. Don't I have, to, I, I have to go with Addicted to do that rush. I really like that song by Mr. Big. I think that's my favorite song. Totally okay. You like the monster. Reaching at 60's Mind. I, I like that song too, man. I like Super Fantastic. That's a great and one. I like CDFF. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah, that's a great one. That is the best chorus. Like I, I do like him with uh, Richie Kotzen in the band, too, man. Uh, you would, you would, the man that ruined Poison. <laughs> <laughs> I love that album. I don't think Richie Kotzen's one. He's the is Poison. He is Poison. True. You have to have that crappy guitar playing to make that band work. He must. <laughs> you know what? He just adds all those fancy chords, as Steve Brown calls them. I the know. Chords. Oh, you said Steve Brown. He's going to start making money right now. Well, <laughs> what do you, Courtney? What do you think of like the John Karabi Motley Crue album? It's okay, but I but I like John Karabi's voice. Uh -huh. And I'm not the biggest Motley Crue fan anyway, so I would say that about all the albums. I would say it's okay. Like I like songs off of each, you know, like a song here and there. But I love his voice so much yeah. that I don't care what the man's singing. See, like, I'm. I agree with you, and I think most people that don't didn't like it, it's because it's good. Do you? I That's I, I love it. It took me like twenty years to like it, though. It's yeah, a lot I, of I, screaming I, versus singing. Well, if you <laughs> call Vince singing, okay. <laughs> no, I'm calling Richie singing. I've got to ask screaming. I've got to ask Courtney this question, though. I mean, we're not going to get it too deep in the weed on weeds on the Kiss fan stuff, but. I'm a mega Kiss fan. You see what Jerry and you're wearing. I know. I had to move rooms so my T-shirts are put up right now. I had to wear Ghost, one of Mark's favorite bands, by the way. Um, he loves them. 
Now, what level of KISS fan are you? <laughs> There's okay, so that's a really good question. Yeah. That's a good question, because I've been doing all this KISS stuff for a little over 10 years now. But before that, I was just a regular KISS fan. Like, I had just a few albums, and then I had, like, a compilation tape. Uh-huh. I was a Crazy Nights KISS fan, because that was, like... <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. I, I was going to ask. Okay, this is this will be very telling because you understand. Jerry definitely understands. Mark doesn't. Mark doesn't like his. He acts like he wants to, but he doesn't. I'm a casual now, Kiss fan. You, you know, they're they're in my top seventy. Okay, there you go. No, they're like <laughs> top they're 70. like three or four for me. Now, okay, you said Crazy Nights is as good as Lick It Up and Creatures. <laughs> I'm not a giant Creatures fan. That's such a dude album. Okay. And, but there are songs on Creatures I love. Like, I like I like, I Love It Loud. And um, what's the I crazy ballad? I Still Love You, of course. Love that women. That's the Pants Dropper song. We love Ooh. that. Our pants fly right off. Poor machine. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I do like the machine. But, like, I, the song Creatures of the Night is, like, I don't know why got you guys go all nuts when they start playing that. I'm like... <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom during that one. Um, not <laughs> really loving, like, as a whole, but I I mean, but I Love It Loud is, that's one of my favorite, more favorite Kiss songs, but that's the one I really like from that album. But, um, yeah, I was uh, just kind of normal, you know, the person uh -huh. that sees, sees them on MTV, mostly non-makeup. I was not an originals person. I knew, you know, like, Strutter, or, you know, and Col you know, and Colgen and stuff like that. Like, I knew that just from being a little kid and hearing it. But I wasn't like into it. I got to put. I got to listen. To, you know, to Hotter Than Hell. Never. I didn't even know that album at all until I did the Kiss Cruise in 2013. Yeah. So like the first time I opened for Craig Gas, and and then working on Gene's Roast actually is what really like catapulted me into listening to more more of the stuff because Craig was doing this whole bit about bad lyrics, and you know, and that's when I first heard Burn Bitch Burn. And <laughs> did you listen to his like, album Outsold? That's pretty bad too. I didn't listen to Asshole. Oh, I, you know what? I probably did. Um, I don't. I don't remember. But I remember. It was a whole bitch burn. And, uh, but, yeah. Mark Dolly's so favorite song. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Is it? What about Pick It Up though? Did Mark you like Lick Mark Dolly always requests Burn Bitch Burn when he gets in the chat room on thatmetalstation.com on Tuesday nights on my show. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's that's like crazy, joking, right? right? No, he likes it. He defends okay. He's yeah, special needs. Um, when we look at, like, here's a real serious question then. Since uh, you're a regular Kiss fan, I get that. And yes, I'm I love Lift Up. The song oh. and the video. Uh, well, Do you like Bon Jovi real quick? Of course she does. Come on. Okay. I'm, I'm not a big Bon Jovi fan. Oh, oh wow. But, mm -hmm. you, okay, is are you Sammy or Dave? Oh. <sighs> I'm right down the middle. I'm right down the middle. Uh oh. Uh -oh. My sister's okay. Dave, and I don't know. There's so many Sammy songs I love, so I'm right in the middle. As far as like performance, I prefer Dave. As far as like vocals, I prefer Sammy. Well, right now you wouldn't prefer David on um, performance. Uh, I don't know. He 
still do that kick pretty well. He uh, can still you, move. He can't sing. He, dude, he can still move, but he can't really sing when, that When I saw them in 2013. Staples. He was okay. I saw them in 2013. He had this little, like, like, like fucking little wood flooring where he'd just do little dances on. And yeah. It's, it's like, dude, it's like, I wanted to see you jump over the drum riser. I realize you're old, but I didn't get to see that. He's so not going to do that again. But I did see him on the Skyscraper tour, which is fucking amazing. That was one of the best shows I've ever seen. One of the loudest shows I've ever heard. Well, that band was super sick. I would have loved to see that, too. Well, Billy wasn't in there. He uh, left before. Oh, the he show. wasn't? No, it was just Steve. Mm. Oh, and then who was the drummer? Uh, it, was still, it was still the same drummer, Greg. Greg Bissonette. Greg Bissonette. It's just Billy and I him love... left because he Billy didn't get uh, producer credit on Skyscraper. Is that with Ringo when you seen him, Mark? Yeah, Greg was fucking great with Ringo, man. All right, cool. They did a little... Uh, him and uh, one dude, Edgar Winter, were doing like drum things together, and they were doing like some Rush, some Led Zeppelin, and some other. Edgar Winter is a fucking hilarious dude. You should get. Have him. you heard of? Talk? Yes. It doesn't match his personality it and it's his look at all. He's a crouchy old man. I was expecting him to be like, I'm Edgar Winter, you know, like tough guy from Texas. I'm a. But he talks like a sensitive, sweet. <laughs> Listen to him in an interview. You won't believe <laughs> how different you think he sounds one way. And he does not. He's very soft-spoken, sweet. <laughs> like, oh, he was sweet. telling Joe, he was making fun of himself being an albino on stage. <laughs> like, That's pretty funny. He goes, I'm kind of white. Well, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty white. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's pretty funny. white. He, he said he invented the keytar. So I, I, I'll believe him on that one. He is one of the first to play it, though. I, I don't know if he did it or not, but I, I he remember asked for a strap because he wanted to be yeah. out there, like in front of the audience. So he asked for something that he could move around with his keyboard. That's what he said at Ringo's show. So, like a hot dog vendor thing, yeah. like at a baseball yeah. game, with a keyboard. <laughs> cool. Uh, I believe it. Edgar Winter's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's amazing, man. Uh, Charles, man, I'm sorry for interrupting you, man. No, no, we're good now. I mean, we we touched on it maybe a couple comments or so back. I mean, age age is going to be, I think, a topic of today's uh, episode a little bit, maybe, uh, when we review this upcoming album. Uh, Can I just say what it is, Mark? Yeah, man, go for it. It's the new Rolling Stones, Hackney Diamonds. Uh, Their new album. I can't. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give away what I think. But you know, Courtney, for you alone, I, have you ever listened to the Freeform Rock podcast? I've heard you guys in the past, but I. It's so hard for me to listen to everybody. There's like 50 podcasts of people yeah. I'm friends with, and from yeah. Rock Pod, and you did one. Oh my God! I want to say it was like two years ago. Oh my God! I feel terrible. I don't even remember who does okay. what. It all blends together. Yeah, no, no problem. I just wanted to. No, we're not as professional as your other friends. Well, 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 two two years ago, two two years ago, two years ago, I wasn't part of it. So neither was I. So probably. I apologize for that. It it was me. It was me and uh, Lee. Two uh, two years ago, we wanted to get Lee on today, but you know he would be too. The conversation. Yeah, it'd be just we'd be for for nine hours. But uh, anyway. I'll just give it in the Cliff Notes version. Rolling Stones, 
My favorite band's the Beatles, by far. Nothing tops them. But the Rolling Stones, I actually knew before the Beatles, if that makes any sense. I grew up in a Rolling Stones house. It was the hot shit. There was an album came out called Emotional Rescue in 1979. And that was pretty much it. And then from there, I just became a Rolling Stones fan. So, of course, I would be interested in this album because... I'm a uh, I, you can love the Beatles and the Stones type of person. I'm not one of these. You you have to like one or the other. I can love both of them. And there's a little Beatles connection on this record, so that's pretty cool. But other than that, that's all I got on that, Mark. So turn it back to you, the the host of the show. I just want to. I think we did this on the um, what is it the the episode we did on uh, what was that episode uh. Rolling Stones, we did a special. What? Goat's Head Soup. Goat's Head Soup, where we talked to the. Did we say the MVP and the, the weakest link of uh, the Rolling Stones? I don't think we I did. don't. Oh, we didn't. Let's do it again. Why not? All right, man. Uh, we'll start with you, Cordy. Who do you think the MVP and the weakest link of the Rolling Stones are? Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I, can, I don't know. The weakest link? <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I, I don't know. I guess Bill, because he's dead. <laughs> he's not. But you. He's not tried. dead. He's dead inside. Oh no! I'm sorry. He's not dead. Charlie's Charlie dead. Charlie is dead. <laughs> you would have said Charlie. Right. I was gonna go. What? I meant Bill plays like he's dead. No, I'm kidding. Um. True. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't rate people like that. I'm not good like that. But I'm the. I'm a Keith Richards fan. So. And, and, I mean, I like Mick, but I don't love Mick the way people do. Um, I'm, I am I don't know. I'm kind of into Keith and Ron. So that's my tie for the strength. As far as me watching them perform, and um, to me, the, what draws me to the Rolling Stones is not Mick's voice. It's the guitar. It's the riffs. It's those catchy, you know. Yeah. Start me out with brown sugar. I mean, it's that's what grabs me. Kind of sucks. They don't want to play brown sugar anymore, though. But <laughs> when I saw them in uh, what Steel Wills, sir, they had like a big old blow up doll that came up with brown sugar. That was freaking pretty cool. But um, who do you think the MVP uh, weakest link is of the Stones, Jerry? Well, I mean, it's either Mick or Keith. It's hard to tell. I mean, who the MVP is. Both of them to me are MVPs. Are just going to be an unpopular opinion on the weakest link because I think the weakest link is Ron Wood actually. To me he's like the uh, um shit, what's the guy from Iron Maiden? The the guitarist who swings gears, the gears. the Johnny Gears of the Rolling Stones. Oh. You ever see him live he does not play that many leads or anything. He just sits in the background basically. I mean Well Keith doesn't I, play the leads if you see them live. Just say, well Ron yeah he does. does most of the time. Ron I, I, does I, most I, of the leads. Times uh times that I've seen the uh, uh, Keith did all the leads. Oh. Maybe maybe they switch off. I don't know, but Ron just always seems to be going through the notions, in my opinion, live at least. So uh, you know, you could say Bill Wyman too. I mean, because you know, Courtney said it right. He plays like he's dead. He doesn't move on stage hardly. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's the truth. He's it's just like a mannequin in the background. But that's that's just him, I guess. Um, you definitely can't say Charlie because Charlie was an amazing drummer. Um, but like you know, I don't mean the weakest link is that he's a terrible player, but I just don't. I just think Ron Wood is—I don't know—just goes through the, like I said, goes through the motions 
with the Rolling Stones, in my opinion. I mean, so that's who I think. All right. Uh, uh, my, mine's easy. Bill Wyman. He's like, you ever watch those 80s videos where he's just like, they show his face and you just want to sock him. He just looks so start, like upper class the, the, and above start me you. up video. Yeah, he looks up above video. you and why Mick is just playing and they, their other guys are smiling. And he's like, yeah, you just want yeah. to punch him in the face. <laughs> and then he married like a 15 year old girl. That's what uh, that did me in with. Yeah. Uh, makes yeah. Me yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, Even worse. That. But uh, I, I'm yeah. going to go for Bill Wyman. And my MVP, it's got to be Keith Richards. How many memes do you see of Keith Richards surviving the apocalypse? <laughs> God. Cockroaches and Keith. He That's keeps all the Rolling left, Stones yeah. in the Keith. news more than any one of those members. <laughs> Just by his memes, he's like, oh, here's Keith Richards, uh, uh, whatever, his... Uh, He's gonna outlive his grandkids or whatever. It's like, damn. yeah, he, he's he's the reason you don't quit drugs and drinking. Man. Well, he has though. <laughs> I'm just joking, of course. All right, oh, so, so we get to you, Charles. Well, easily, I'm gonna go positive, and I'm gonna go MVP first. Is and and I fibbed, Mark. We did go over this on Goatshead Soup. I just wanted to hear what Courtney's opinion was. Uh, MVP is easily Keith Riffhard. Keith Richards, by far, he rules, period. I, I don't think I've ever heard a song he's done I don't like. And like Courtney touched on, I'm going with Bill Wyman because he married his boyfriend's mom's daughter. Ugh. And he hardly plays on any of the albums anyway, usually. So, yeah, Bill Wyman easily was the... But this, this album, surprise, surprise, he may, he may appear on this bang. album. Yeah. yeah, I'm not advocating. Uh, yeah, you're correct. I'm not advocating violence, but man, every time I saw him, even as a kid, I just wanted to sock him. I go, man, he looks look like George Harrison, though. George Harrison did look like a dude. Uh, don't be knocking George, man. It's it's a man like they looked like they were cousins or something. A little bit. I mean, they look like they favored each other. You know, down, like they say down south. <laughs> down south Poland they here. Down south, they, say. they favored each other. But. Easily Keith Richards. So whoever picked Keith Richards, I'm with you, Team That's Keith. Me. I think I might have had. I think I might have had a different one on that episode that we did. Goat head, goat's head soup. But uh, I, I change my mind every now and then. But uh, I don't remember what I picked then. So let's get into this album, man, and we get yeah. get into the first single, "Angry," which none of you guys picked. Courtney, what do you think of "Angry"? That's the best song, I think. I mean, they they lead off with it. And it's like, I mean, it's obvious why it's the single, the first single, and why it was the first video, wasn't it? Angry? That's the yeah, first okay. one. That was, yeah. uh, maybe it's because it's the first one I heard, and it kind of grabs you right away, and the first thing you think is, oh, this is definitely the Rolling Stones. This definitely sounds like a Rolling Stones song. Just, I don't know, it's very catchy, and uh, it, it made the first listen... It was hard for me to find another song that I liked more. That after the second listen, I did. Because I only knew Angry. I'd only heard that one maybe seven or eight times or something. And then I listened to the album. Okay. I'll go next. What is this? Cut and paste stones? Why the fuck is Mick whining? What does he have that Blink-182 whine? We want the old stones. This song has the stones rift. But scenes recycled. This song's this song makes me angry. <laughs> Jerry. 
Well, what makes me angry is your opinion on the song "Angry." Um, <laughs> actually, I did not like it at first. It took me a while to listen to it, but the more I listen to it, I've really grown to like it. Mm-hmm. I think it does have the classic Stones riff. The bass and drums are different for obvious reasons. Why? Um, Oh, Jerry, you paused. <laughs> All right, Jerry, you got to restart. Hey, Charles, what do you think of Angry? Are you guys editing this? No. Oh. <laughs> Charles, go for it, man. That's the ads reform. We Sorry about that. Oh, wait, there you go. Finish it, Jerry. Yeah, okay. And like yeah. I said, it, it became kind of an earworm, man. I really enjoy this song. It's got catchy uh, chorus. That's a good, decent starter, man. It's not spectacular, but it's okay, man. It's, I give it a three out of five. Good start. Yeah, Courtney, we aren't professional. We just let everything go and then move on. Uh, yeah. I thought we were going to play a little bit of it because it'll help refresh my memory on how I really feel, but um, that's okay. I wrote stuff down. All right, man. Uh, Charles, man. Angry. Yeah, the first single. And to say the truth, I wasn't that floored by it. Uh, but when I seen the video, I mean, I, I did see the video. That's how I heard the song. I saw the video first, and I did enjoy the video. I thought the video was pretty cool. And after another listen, though, I, I can still say I'm not really impressed by this song. So I, I guess I'm Team Mark here. Oh, uh, wow. That's a rarity. Not really. Not really. Covered by the deal of Jagger and Richards with the producer. Andrew Watt. Uh, this sounds like a very hard attempt to make a song that will appeal to the masses with all the things that don't appeal to me in modern music. Especially that fucking auto-tune. <laughs> he made patient number nine, this fucking dude, by Is the way. Whining? I like patient number nine. I didn't like Ordinary Man. I like patient I number nine. I hate auto-tune, man. And additionally, the drumming is way too safe. To the point that you really do miss Charlie Watts drumming here, I think. Uh, bottom line to me, it just doesn't sound like a Rolling Stones song. In the days where the Stones can try to push the boundaries to new frontiers have long passed. And I'll pass on this song. All right. And then we get, to, we get to get close, Jerry. Get close, huh? Okay, well, this one doesn't really quite do it for me. Um, it's kind of boring, in my opinion. I don't know, just just how I think. Uh, mixed voice sounds awkward in this song to me. It's definitely a filler piece. Even the sax solo is really underwhelming. I do like sax solos, but this is a great Elton John does play on this song, and I am a huge Elton John fan, so um, just for that sake, I'm going to give this song a two out of five. Uh it's better than a flute solo. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Aqualung. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go next. This song is going all over the place and nowhere at the same time again. Did they play on this album or cut and paste? I don't know because this sounds like they took fucking elements from older Stones albums and just, just say, hey, people know this. Let's give them something safe. Something's cool. You know, um... This is like Blink-182 crap to me. Oh, oh my God. I can't Come believe on. you just heard that. And then I the agree. sax comes out out of nowhere. Fuck, this is making me cry. I love the fucking Stones. Courtney, what do you think about it? I said this. I thought it started off like a 90s 
you know, like alternative rock band song. It sounded like Third Eye Blind or something. Yeah. Or Matchbox. Yeah. Uh, uh, ooh, ooh, out of I the don't... gate, it does. To me, yeah. out of the gate, that's what I'm reminded of. And oh. it's actually one of those Rolling Stones songs. Like, my sister was the big Stones fan in our house, so she had all the albums. She was a big Some Girls fanatic. And um, so whatever she was playing was what I heard and, and got into, and she loved those Mick whiny songs, which this chorus is super whiny, and I can't get into it. But I, you know, I like it. it it's kind of all over the place, though. But is, is it the auto tune making him whine? I don't fucking know. It's just like, oh god, this is horrible. Uh, man. So, uh, Jerry. Uh, he did it. Oh, it would be you, Charles. Turn. God damn! I always got to keep you on track, and Mark all yeah, Taylor. You know that's our shtick. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> now, interestingly, on Get Close, I thought the drumming on Angry was rather generic, and shallow, and pedantic. Ooh, wow. Big words today. Um, Hang on, we got to look that up. What the hell's going on here? I didn't know there was going to be a quiz. <laughs> but, but Steve Jordan's drumming on this track, I thought, was outstanding. I really did. And definitely, he played it in a way Charlie Watts couldn't have. And I mean no disrespect to the great Charlie Watts. He could not play drums like this. Um. This was another track co-written with that fucking Watt guy, the producer. But I feel they accomplished something better here. So I'm breaking the trend. I'm the one out of the three here. Um, doesn't seem they relied on the autotune that much on this track to me. I didn't really hear it to me, but maybe you did. Uh, this is far more like it, as I can tell. As much as they're trying, you know, in that vein of trying to modernize the stone sound, and uh, Why? definitely, Why I definitely. Why would you want to modernize a great sound? Would you just be zip it? You know, <laughs> so I, I, I had to say that. Sorry. Definitely, I found this one more like it, and I found this one more enjoyable than angry to my ears. So I'm the only one. I'm the lone dissenter on. Get close. Yeah. You make me angry, Charles. That's uh, fine. I do it all. <laughs> and we get to the next track, Depending on You, right? Yep. So uh, I'll go first. What is this? Sticky Fingers, Exile, and Main Street type song? Jeez. Uh -huh. This song is lazy. Pull from somewhere or something. Now cry. We have a funeral prior going on here. This band, because... These three songs show they have no new ideas. And like Charles was saying, they ain't breaking any boundaries anymore. This is sad. Courtney, what do you think of it? Oh, my God. Jesus. Well, at first, I'm expecting the Indigo Girls to uh, jump in and start singing on this one. Um, I loved this one. This reminds me of Waiting on a Friend. Like, this is like classic Rolling Stones sound where there's like not really a chorus, but there is, but it kind of all blends together. <laughs> but I like that. I like that. Um, so I really dig this one. And I didn't realize we were rating. So I'm this five. Well, Jerry is does a rating. I do a rating. We all do different things. Yeah, we all do different things. I don't. I mean, it's either Extreme Sucks, Night Ranger is a county fair band. Hey, or guess guess what? Night Ranger's one of the greatest live bands I've ever Guess seen. Guess who before. I'm seeing tonight? I'm I seeing know. this band tonight. Night Ranger, hey. Anaheim Grove, man. 
See? And well, at least, Night Ranger, at, least, at least Night Rangers moved up to the county fair. They were in the Rib Fest territory. Uh, no, they territory. weren't. They were never in the Rib Fest. local new Subaru auto dealer. <laughs> I love Night Ranger. I love Night Ranger. Too. Jack Blades is too. a fucking genius. He is. They're great. Their live show is so good. They, yes. I, was just saying, I have to take my husband to the airport tomorrow at 5 a.m. And it is the only reason I'm not going to Night Ranger tonight. Because I have to work after that. And Damn. I know I'll be totally fine. That would be cool to see you there. I, are you going to Anaheim? Yeah. Yeah, I want to go. Anaheim I want to go man. My success unplugged. Why, why can't you miss? It's because so I live an hour away, and then I got to drive there, and back, and then I'll get like three hours of sleep. But I can't. But is the song Secret of My Success Unplugged? Oh, it God. Is, <laughs> I like well, that I song. It's what it is is what it is. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's what it is is a turd. But okay, what's this next one here? Did we? Did everybody talk about Depending on You? I need to. Yeah, I didn't get a chance. I, don't I didn't do either. Go, Jerry. Really good. Right, Mark, let me ask you a question. Mark, what the hell do you expect in a Rolling Stones album? What do you mean breaking new ground and sound different? What do you expect? Well, they did do new new shit back in the 80s and 90s. You know, that, that the greatest hits album, Gur, it had a song called Doom and but Gloom. Still, it, Doom and no. Gloom was fucking amazing. Uh, and that album, A Bigger Bang, was fucking better. Well, I'm not going to give you... I like uh, Bigger Bang. But I ask me a question. I oh, freaking love this song, man. This has Angie, um, Wild Horses type of vibe to it. I think it's really Sticky Fingers, Exile Mainstream. Everything, said, yeah. everything oh. works perfectly on it, man. Big proven that he still does have that emotion in his voice. Love the flow of the song. Love it. Welcome back, Stones. This is a five out of five. I love this. Song. Well, because they did the safe Stones for you, but that's what I'm saying, uh, Charles. What do you think about it? I mean, this is like the AARP, Angie. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I love my AARP. I, 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 look, I use it all the time. Man. I also use it. Yeah. I, I don't just know. got my first one in the mail. I'm afraid to open it. I already have one. It's sad. Um, the last co-written song with the producer, Watt, was there some kind of quota on this record he had to have? A few co-writes or some shit. I, I don't know. With Mick and Keith. And for better or worse, you can hear the influence of this producer on the songs he wrote. This is a country-ish, bluesy thing that the Stones excel at. And I do think Mick's singing is really good on it. Best so far, it, to me, at this point, on the album. But I don't know. It can be well played, but it's a fucking bore, man. This is like adult contemporary version of the Rolling Stones. This is like the <laughs> fucking version. Yeah. Yeah. I dig some carpenters, but not with the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. And Jerry, your question to Mark, I actually touch on in a few songs here. Yes. I, I, I will get into the trying to be cool. That's on Mick Jagger, by the way. Trying to be cool. And then, but yet, maybe breaking the formula at the same time. Because the Rolling Stones, I think, are a little bit lower than ACDC than me on the pure rock and roll band thing. A lot of people say they're the best rock and roll band, the Stones, but I think the ACDC is pure rock. Staying with what you got to do. Power Up proves, 
proves it. Powerage. Power up the last album uh, ACDC uh, did. And, any, any. I just think it's pure rock and roll. Yeah. They're a little bit better, but the Rolling Stones, if if Jerry wanted to tell me, hey, I'm gonna come find you. No, dude. If you think I agree, if the Rolling Stones are the best to you, they're so good. Okay. But for me personally. Ace DC is a little bit better. They wouldn't do some adult contemporary song like this. This is like Chicago. Yeah, they did adult. They did the Jack. That's adult contemporary. The Jack is not. That's fucking blues, dude. I like the Chicago. What are you talking about? I like Chicago. I'm joking, dude. It's the Rolling Stones. This is a fucking adult contemporary play at the dental clinic kind of song. But whatever. Okay. Well, let's get to the next, next song. song with uh, Sir Paul McCartney, Bite My Head Off, which Charles was happy he got to get because none of you guys picked it. So here's Bite My Head Off on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Charles, I somehow knew you would pick Bite My Head Off because, come on, we're both Beatles, Tards, Nerds, whatever, but why'd you pick it, Charles? Nah. On Charles, why'd you pick this on Charles? I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, good, good luck here. Now we're talking. Matter of fact, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Now, the rest of the original songs on the record here are just Jagger and Richards written. Which I definitely hear a difference here. Uh, in immediate, I hear a difference. Um, it features your favorite and mine, Paul McCartney, said Sarah, on fuzz bass, which the last time I remember him playing that fuzz bass was on Beatles Revolver. Uh, no rubber soul, my bad. And uh, This guy who can't stuff. get any Beatles facts by him. He knows more than me. I bow down to the great Charles Trainer. A George Harrison song. A George Harrison song. Um, which the or the Rolling Stones also did it, Jerry Wright on 19th and Earth's Breakdown. Fuzz bass, really cool. Yeah. I hear what you're saying, Courtney, with the da 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 da. You know who else did that? Was the Sex Pistols on the song called Liar. So I think they did borrow from the Pistols a little bit here. Um. But we get McCartney with a solo break line there with Mick going, laying down some bass. The guitars are in that Stones pocket. I know Jerry knows what I'm talking about. I'm assuming Mark does. We get that ancient art of weaving with the guitar work here. What a track. It smokes. I love it. And I'm going to say it's my favorite track on the album. Not just because of Paul. Well, this is my second favorite track out the album. This is like 70s punk stones here. At, I fucking love it. And, uh, you guys ever heard that fucking uh, song that Paul McCartney did with uh, Foo Fighters? Like the Chris Novell? Yep. Yeah, yep. that's a great song too. But he I think anything Paul does uh, turns to gold to me, for me. No, he's the, just the second greatest of all time behind John Lennon. No, it's correct. Great. It's always been Paul, dude. Come, you you need to. Oh, yeah. All right, George Harrison <laughs> fan, Jerry. Every freaking show, Paul McCartney or John Lennon. Well, Tom, no, I just brought up George Harrison for you, so you didn't take the cue. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I purposely wasn't paying attention to that, but anyway, hey. who's next? Well, bite his head well, off. Well, bite your head <laughs> off. I went, George. Courtney. What do you think about it? Um, I was. I w when I heard that Paul McCartney was on it, or saw that Paul McCartney was part of it, I was kind of hoping to he hear him a little bit, not just the bass. I was like, oh, is he going to sing on this? And so I was a little disappointed. But this song annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> I couldn't get through it. It was so irritating. I'm like... This is annoying me. It's like we're still cool. We're 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 doing we're doing something cool. We're young. We're not too old. We're I don't know. It it just was a little too hard, heavy, and fast for me. It's not the sound that I'm drawn to. And it seemed like one of those like Rolling Stone songs that Martin Scorsese would sort of hide in one of his films <laughs> for like a car chase or something. Not one that would like dominate, you know, like Tumbling Dice or something like that. Like it just I. Just didn't get into it. It was too much for me. It was like someone was angry and yelling at me, and I'm like, "All right, I'm sorry." So, <laughs> but the song "Angry" wasn't. No, but that one's like oh. poppier. 
Oh, and it had this. This song did have a lot of flim farm, flim farm filth. Later, what is that? Explain flim farm, flim farm. Eddie Murphy doing Bill Cosby. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, hilarious. Was why don't you have a fucking coke and a smile, bitch? All right, go ahead. That was all. It was great, but yeah, it was a lot of bad language. But if you listen to our Goat's Head Soup, uh, the Rolling Stones was doing these type of songs in the 70s. Go ahead, Jerry. You're the last one on Bite the Head Off. The great, awesome Paul McCartney cannot save this pile of a song. <laughs> it's awful. What a drop-off in the last song. Man. It's not like this was written and recorded in 10 minutes. There's nothing <laughs> about this song that's appealing. <laughs> Big drop and F-bombs just doesn't cut it anymore. Um... This is definitely a skipperoo on my playlist. It got that weird overdrive on the bass and guitar. Doesn't work anymore. It worked back in the '60s, but not today. Um, the solo is the only thing I think that saves this song. So just for that, I'm gonna give it a two out of five. Did not care for this one. What is this world coming to where me and Mark Alden Taylor agree? Tell me about it, man. Tell me about it. This is weird. This is really strange. Well, just wait till we do the extreme episode. Yeah, me and Charles are always in agreement. I know, and it'll be—it's all shit. I'm getting Yo, Mark. Do I'm getting Mark Dolly on the extreme episode. I'll be on hiatus, man. Oh no, you won't. <laughs> next song, please. All right, next song is what? Uh, Whole wide world, and none of you guys picked this. So I'll start with you, Courtney. Oh shoot! I wish I picked this because after. I listened to it a few more times. This one really grew on me. I was trying to, I'm looking at the lyrics. I'm wondering if this is the one that had the lyrics I really liked because I didn't write that part down. But um, this is like the song, like if you're having a bad day and you want to feel better and you're outside dancing and spinning in circles and it happens to rain and you don't care because it's the whole wide world and it's just making you happy. This is like, I think the happiest song on here. So. I like this one. It gave me like a warm feeling and um, it was catchy and poppy and it sounds like a single from another band. It's the least, one of the least Rolling Stony sounding, I guess. It's, um, I don't know. Am I way off track? No, because <laughs> it, it doesn't like sound happy. like the Rolling Stones. It sounds, like, it sounds it like an it's an anthem. Like, I like rock anthems. It sounds like Britpop. Like let me go next, Mark. Go ahead, Charles. Go ahead. Hey. Taylor Swift would cover this. <laughs> well, I won't go that far on Tay Tay. We've already did we did a do a Tay Tay album on this show. Uh, Thank you. You know what it reminds me of? Is Oasis. Oasis. Maybe ah. the second or third greatest group of all time. Uh, yeah. Oasis. It's got that vibe. Kind of like yeah. Live Forever. Something like that. Like keep your head up, this and that. I got that too. But this, but the music, the track sounds like a cross of a, like something off a Steel Wheels record, but was shattered at the same time with the riff work. Um, but it's no problem to me. I mean, they can borrow and recycle their own stuff. They're the fucking Rolling Stones. It's not like it's, you know, L.A. Guns without Steve Riley. Oh, shut like up. That. Steve I mean, Riley like never wrote one song in that band, man. Right. Uh, the riff work, while reminiscent and a bit retreadish, uh, it just sounds right. Like the guitar work is is my kind. Uh, that's like my comfort food, right there. The guitar riffing, 
I just feel like, oh, I'm at home right now. Uh, and that's what you should feel when you like music a lot. Um, not quite as impressive to me as Bite My Head Off, but the guitar work alone and lyrical content, which reminds me of Oasis or <laughs> Pop, as Mark would call everything, it, it, it's better than the first fucking three tracks, I'll tell you that. It's a little bit filler, but for its pure Snow's feel, I'm going to give it a passing grade and live forever. All right, Mark, go ahead. Uh, this is like Brett Pop, Brett Pop, man. It's like I, I was trying to allude to. Uh, uh, this songwriting is horrible. <laughs> God dang, I like my stone sleazy. This is way too clean. Fucking rock and pop. This is my stones. It's like let me interrupt you for a second. It's like Aerosmith doing just press play. This is not this is not the stones I want to hear. I don't like this song at all. Go ahead, Jerry. You're last anyways. Would you really fail? Would you go up to Mick Jagger and Keith Richards saying your songwriting sucks? Yes, I would. Yeah, right. I would love to see that. I I'll tag them in a post. I don't I'll say this song songwriting sucks, guys. Try again. You know, I, right. that's why I get blocked. I there agree you with go. you on this song. We are heading south in a hurry on this album. Um, you guys, boring, 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 <laughs> man. Look, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm iffy, iffy on these classic bands coming out with new stuff because, you know, bands like this are like legacy acts. Nobody wants to go see, you know, new stuff from bands like this. I, do. I want to see Mark more night, yeah. new Night Rangers. Yeah, we know. Anyway. But we need songs like this in a set because we need bathroom breaks. And I hope that if I go see the Stones and they do this song, perfect bathroom break song. Uh, I just don't like this song. This is the worst song on the album so far, so I'm going to give it a one out of five. I'm just going to say that Mark Alden Taylor and Jerry Soupy right now piss me off a little bit. <laughs> well, they're doing something right today. Oh. It's like live forever. It's like feel good. Hey, come on. on. Bad day. You're. I like live forever. Live forever is a genius song. This song is not the Stones. Oh. If Oasis would have done this song, maybe I would have. No, liked it. I don't agree. I don't agree. I like Mick on this song. I thought it was good. I don't. Ever. I, I want to hear fucking start me up or fucking uh, some fucking shit, man. Even a disco. I don't like disco. But hey, I do. I, hey, do, I do like the Dynasty album, and I do like the Stone Some Girls, and that's a lot of disco. Let, let, and, let the disco hate go. It was forty-three years ago. No, never will. All right, next song. All right, Dreamy, Dreamy, All right. Dreamy Skies. He wants you want to take this first, Charles. Sure, why not? Uh, yeah, now we are definitely in a sound I love from the Stones. See, I. You just don't need a young co-writer with this band. Mick and Keith, I think, are more than capable on their own. I really do. I think they proved it time and time again. Uh, the slide work reminds me of Brian Jones' work a little bit with the band. And that's certainly not a bad thing at all to me. Because he always had a great sound to it. I'm thinking it's Ronnie Wood playing that slide work on this. I, I don't know for sure. I'm assuming it is. Uh... Call him. I'll call him really yeah. quick. And <laughs> hey, I really enjoy this one. And Mick was laying down some harmonica and guitar as well on this track. And 
It wasn't anything groundbreaking, but just something this band can do seemingly forever. You know, like don't don't do the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's with Satanic's Majesty Request. Don't do that. Just stay what you are. The formula's working. One of the better tracks I've heard thus far on the record. Uh, I'll go next. Back to Sticky Fingers and Exile Mainstream again. Boring, mm. horrible, bad. What else can I say about it? Next, Jerry. <laughs> I thought I'd follow that. I mean, uh, cool little steel guitar and some slide in this, which I like. Well, with that being said, this still lacks as far as anything good, in my opinion. It tries in moments, but as a whole, it's boring. It has no drive or anything interesting. Man, we're not doing too well here on this album, guys. There's a few decent songs, but man, we're heading south in a hurry. This one's a two out of five for me. Oh. All right, Courtney. Um, I really like this one. I love songs that uh, never say the title in the lyrics at all. Exactly, Sam? <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, this is, to me, like the kind of Rolling Stone song I like, like I said earlier. Like, almost no, you know, no chorus, just the one line, because I got to take a break from it all, or whatever they say. Um, and it's like the up the junction of this album, I guess. You know, like the squeeze song that everybody likes, where it just keeps going and going. But it is very exile on Main Street. But I like that. I like that mellow Stones, that Keith and Mick lyrics, you know, or, or um, vocals when they sing together, and uh, I like that it drags on and on. It's something you can play while you're cleaning the house or clipping <laughs> your toenails. It's like a good song for that. Alright, man. So then we get to the uh, next song, Mess It Up. And none of you picked this yet. So, uh, Jerry, what do you think of this one? I love the cool, loud drums in the beginning of it. I think we may be on to something good here. This isn't too bad, man. I do hear a lot of classic Stones riffs in here. I mean, finally, we're back on track, from which I think is a good Stones album. Some really good guitar riffs. Um, hell yes, man. I mean, give me more of this song, please. I really enjoy it. This is what I signed up for when I buy a Stones album. This is a five out of five. It's one of my favorite songs on it. What do you think about it, Courtney? It's okay. Uh, it kind of sounds like, I can't remember that 80s song. Not, not, um, oh, hang on, you guys, give me a second. Sorry, I don't really feel well. Um, the chorus kind of annoyed me. It was like super repetitive. Like how many times are they going to say mess it up? It was kind of messing up my vibe with the album um it just it kind of got on my nerves i guess and uh it didn't really wow me in any way and it, it just couldn't follow the last song because the last song kind of moved me and this one like you know was gonna it was like a bowel movement more like 80s stone songs that i didn't like like that's yeah. what it reminded me of five out of five dump i'll go uh, next, uh, now some some girl stones there making songs that give people warm and fuzzy feelings. Hey, look, here's that sound that you love, but this is a shit song. Charles. Well, this one featured Charlie Watts on the drums. And, uh, 
I have to say, outside of Angry, where I thought Steve Jordan's drumming was kind of generic on that song, but he's been pretty good on everything else. I, uh, but you, wow, you can the feel of a drummer can change everything, absolutely, and drastically, definitely. But uh, unfortunately, it was on a rather fucking generic song that would never be five out of five, Jerry Soupy. <laughs> I was gonna give. I was gonna give it. My rare six out of five. Oh, farming is great on it, but something about the song seems like in the same vein as the first three songs, uh, where that fucking producer dude decided to write some songs. It's just like that producer another attempt to modernize the fucking group, and you don't need to do this. You're the fucking Rolling Stones, man. This song is fucking garbage. Terrible. Hated it. Maybe Three my least favorite on the album. Three against one on this fucking song. Christ, five out of five. <laughs> out of five out just of for five. that remark, just for that remark, I'm changing it to six out of five. Oh, six oh. out of five. Okay. Jerry, you ask me what I'm smoking sometimes. What the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> Nothing. That's probably the reason why. Oh well, hey. you better start. <laughs> but then uh, you're a huge Pink Floyd fan. You should you should have better standards than that song. <laughs> Coming from never mind. I'm not going to mention the band. Whatever, I love extreme. All right, and then we get to the next song. Live boingo, this. boingo. Yeah, fuck you. Danny Elfman is a fucking genius. Uh, I'll say that. And then we get to the next song, "Live by the Sword," which I pick. So here's "Live by the Sword" on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean and join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
All right, I picked the, the song Live by the Sword. Trying to sound like Blue Stone's lyrics are kind of pedestrian on here, but saying that, the groove, cool honky-tonk piano, best song on here so far. Uh, so far, this album is blowing, but fucking, I like the music of this song. I don't like fucking Mick Jagger saying those fucking lyrics that just rhyme with each other, but I'm going by the music on this track, and it fucking rules. What do you think about it, Courtney? The lyrics get worse as it goes on. It does. Yeah. They just kind of give up. They're like, I live by the sword, I die. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's got that whiny mick that we were talking about. That, that, that I just I can't do it. Um, it's okay. I just, I just want to read some of the lyrics. Just when they get, this really stuck out to me. If you live like a whore, better be hardcore. If you live by the clock, well, you're in for a shock. It's like you guys missed a really good rhyme there. Did, I was gonna did, say did that. Nikki Six write that? Did Nikki Better Six be hardcore. <laughs> yeah, if you live by the clock, well, you probably deal with a lot of other word that rhymes with clock. Um, there was a whole bunch of great opportunity there for better rhymes. Then they just then they just jump to if you're living for food, better lick up your plate. That just comes out of nowhere. It sounds so like Sammy Hagar lyrics. And if it you sounds like Nikki Six lyrics. Come on, no, that's more Motley Crue. That's I, more I, Motley Crue. I want what I wanted. Uh, I don't know. It's a little odd fireplace. Almost. Uh Lick up your plate. If you want to be in fashion, well, you'll be out of date. Okay. They missed a really great opportunity with starting <laughs> it off with, if you live like a whore, better be hardcore. There are two other words that rhyme with shock and plate that would be so much better for that. Chicken uh, that and uh, I think solo? someone told them to clean it up because I think it was filthier. Right. And that producer guy told them to yeah. clean it up guys we're going mainstream on this one you're the rolling stones you can't put the word cock in your new album oh. yeah nick nick is a huge wilford brimley fan <laughs> really are you yeah. making that up he's got the, he's got the diabetes <laughs> you check you check it often dude was that dude really 50, 53 and fucking uh, uh cocoon? cocoon yeah cocoon was he really that age yeah, no, he was young. He was, well, he, he's always been that age, dude. I'm 53, dude. I look like 20 years younger than him at 53, and I'm like, what? The you check it, you check it often. <laughs> All right, is it? Is it my turn here? Yeah, yeah, dude. Turn, dude. Bill Wyman on the bass. Yes, you can actually, you can actually hear him play the bass. It doesn't sound bad, actually. <laughs> but and I agree with y'all. This song really blows. Um, <laughs> Now, Elton's, Elton John's piano is pretty cool. He's some pretty cool blues piano. But other than that, man, uh, this album does get difficult to listen to in, in, in moments. And this is an exceptionally bad song. Um, trying to be cool with my Courtney Studies cliche lyrics that aren't cutting it. Um, definitely a one out of five. This song blows. Well, I did say the lyrics suck, but the music was great. Charles, what do you think about it? Good Lord, I think I need to check my sugar because... Uh, <laughs> It's <laughs> like I'm the only one that maybe likes this song. Oh, oh man, I oh, picked it. I just said I like the music. The lyrics Charlie suck, though. Watts. Charlie Watts back on the drums with Bill Wyman, who's the least valuable player who never played shit. 
and uh, but he played on this one, so it's a, like a reunion of that lineup of Tattoo You, Emotional Rescue, Some Girls. That's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, <sighs> way better and mess it up, my opinion. Like way better, um, which is good. And uh, and I would have been disappointed if that would have been the last thing Charlie Watts ever did with the band. Mess it up, a, a six out of five song from Jerry Soupy. Uh, Mick Mick actually sounds like that old school. I don't mind the whiny Mick. Or I guess I'm the only one. You uh, rip pop. You get, I, I don't think I don't I don't think he whines in the song. As a matter of fact, his voice is a little more grittier. I think, but still, I, I, so I, I like it. Another one they didn't seem to studio trick it out too much, and uh, great guitar work again. You know, again, I, I just when this band this band excels when they they stay true to themselves. In my opinion, when they try to be something else. No, don't do that. Just be the Stones. The formula isn't broken. I do enjoy the track, so. Yeah. Then we get to uh, driving me too hard, uh, Jerry. Um, this is okay. I mean, it's better than the last song by a mile. It's a good kind of medium tempo groove to it that's okay. Guitar fills accompany a really good root riffs, you know, as far as the, you know, Keith's riffs. Best five-string guitar player ever. Um, I'm hoping this album finishes strong. This song is kind of working its way up to me. This is a three out of five. What do you think about it, Courtney? It literally starts off like, I think it's Tumble and Dice. <laughs> like, right at the beginning, those first three chords. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's a different song. So um, I, I think they do that on purpose. Almost like, is like their own little Easter eggs in the songs, like throwing the words honky tonk and, you know, into one of the other ones, like, Oh, that's a reference to an, you know, for fun, but they have to do that. But, um, this one, I like the guitar. Um, and this had like the chorus I was looking for, cause I'm a mixed emotions fan. Like I really love that song. Like that's when I'll play when, then when it's over, I'll play it again because I just love that chorus. Um, and that's kind of what I was looking for here. And this one gives it to you a little bit. Closest for me, like I like the chorus and um, and I like the end of it, uh, the guitar like going out. I really like um, that's the kind of sound I like though. And again, some really weird lyrics there towards the end, but that's okay. I think they were just riffing and they just kept it. <laughs> like I'm driving and I like to keep the door ajar or whatever he says. Like who puts the words "the door is ajar" in the song? <laughs> Unless they're just messing around and feeling it. And then the producer's like, I love it. Let's keep it. So uh, that's what I think happened there. But, um, yeah, it seems like they jammed on the way out and we're having a good time. And it was fun to listen to that. Yeah. Then I, I go, were they having a good time? I'm just going to riff off you a little bit on that one. I don't know. This is like Sticky Fingers here, Exile Main Street. Uh, this bass and drums sound good, but it just sounds like cut and paste stones to me. Uh, so what do you think about it, Charles? Oh man, back to that adult contemporary tip. <laughs> uh, this is something I think you'd heard on VH1 back in the day when it was the old people's video channel. <laughs> and I that before. An interstate love song would come on after it. And everybody'd be like, "Oh, that's real rock, dude." No, you're old. You're you're old. Uh, 
you know, playing on it's fine as it would be. It's just too slick poppy for my ears. Boring. There's absolutely nothing for me. It sounds like a John Cougar Mellencamp song more than a Rolling Stone song to me, but this one is my least favorite. It should have been the recycle bin. You know what drove me to VH1 was when uh, uh, 1999 when all the boy bands in sync Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears came out. I go, God dang, I gotta go find some other music. I love VH1 Classics. I love VH1 Classics. It's great, but VH1, I go, oh, look, there's Chicago, no Britney Spears, thank God. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like when VH1 first started. Oh, I know. That Genesis stuff you like. Oh, God. Don't don't mess with Phil. Phil Collins rules. You know what I mean, though. I know what you mean, but vh1 seemed to get better like in 2000 because they started they did especially yeah. like rock of love time and uh the surreal <laughs> the surreal uh, fan house when or vince neal was hilarious i did watch yeah. that season it's a real life yeah, yeah surreal when wasn't they got peter brady wasn't the guy that played peter brady in that show I think he was. yeah and they growing or they yeah. did i married a brady <laughs> I know way too much about reality. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. you know he way more than I do. But sushi. Yeah, I mean, uh, one other episode, I got into the days of our lives history. Please don't. I, 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 I am not into that kind of stuff. All right, man. Like the sounds, <laughs> like the sounds through the hourglass over the days of our lives. But uh, <laughs> Stefano. Oh, Stefano, dude, that guy's a dick. Don't don't get me started on that. That's when I ditched school, and all there was was I had four channels. <laughs> so what do y'all watch at twelve o'clock when I'm ditching school? Days of our lives. Sorry, there was nothing else on TV. I was at the time. I was go outside and play baseball. You saw dude, my friends a... were in school. <laughs> <You're skipping> school. <laughs> I was ditching. I was more of a Maury guy. Oh God! Um, I like I like Donahue. Donahue is great. Classic TV. Yes. Y'all remember Y'all remember Richard? Y'all remember Richard Day? Yeah, of course. That dude was hilarious. Donahue is the best. He'd run up with the microphone, stick it. Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey, yeah, awesome too. Legend, but he was late night. They couldn't well, show you him. Guys, you guys were here in, uh, in Smoking Southern cigarettes and screaming at people. <laughs> Sorry, Southern California. I think the. The best was Wally George. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wally George is very popular. Oh, Wally. His daughter is Rebecca De Mornay. Really? Yeah, that's what I heard. That's the rumor. But I'm uh, like going, he would have the big thing, America, behind. He would, got, he would get in a fight with the KKK. <laughs> he had suicidal tendencies on there. <laughs> it was a great fucking show. And got TV. Geraldo. Oh. Rada lost his cr- credibility when he tried to o- open Al Capone's vaults. <laughs> that was yeah. hilarious. That yeah. was pretty brutal. And there they parking tickets. Oh no! They found no. like an old Coke bottle. That was about basically it, and the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yep. Like we're opening it. It's like. But it did inspire storage wars. I'm kidding. I don't know. I- <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> What's here? Yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Where are we at, man? We're on number. Uh, tell, tell me straight. Tell me straight. Which Courtney pick? So here. Yeah. Tell me straight on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
something or nothing at all Just tell me straight You got me high and it's quite a long fall Tell me straight Courtney, you picked Tell Me Straight, man. Why'd you pick this? I did because it's the only song that Keith Richards sings lead vocals on. And my sister, who was the big Some Girls fan, loved Before They Make Me Run. And she played that song over and over and over and over. And it just, it grabbed me at one point and I started to really like it. And I also want to give like props to Keith because he sounds great. He sounds really good. It's kind of got like a Dylan thing going on. Um, and I love the guitar. And I don't know. I think he sounds pretty good. I think he sounds even better than he did on Some Girls. <laughs> Probably because he he's sober now. But I think it's like, hey, everybody, I'm still here. I'm still going. I mean, he's 127. And I think he sounds pretty good. And it's a pretty song. What do you think about it, Jerry? Oh, sorry. I'm trying to find out what Travis and Taylor are up to right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell me straight. Keith on vocals here, huh? Ah, uh, doesn't help much, though. 
this is kind of a dreadfully boring song in my opinion. I love Keith. I love his voice. But this song is kind of boring. It's not so killer filler. Nothing memorable or interesting that sticks with me about it. Um, to me, it's very forgettable. I mean, nothing, I don't know, just didn't really, I only listened to this album once, so I will listen to it again. My opinion on some of these songs might change, but uh, this one was kind of rough for me. Didn't really enjoy it. What we'll, ne we'll never know, though. I'll, I'll piggyback off you. I've, I've never liked Keith's voice. I don't like his solo shit. Oh, my God. I'm a Mick Jagger fan. I like Mick Jagger's first solo album way better than any Keith Richards solo album. She's the Boss. What? That's a great album, man. Just what? Another Night kicks in. We're out of your fucking mind right now, Just dude. Just Another you Night are... rules. And even the song Let's Work, even though it sucks. Is that shit night. is lame, dude. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I agree with Charles. Listen to Take It So Hard. Ah, Good song. Talk is cheap. I'm writing talk. down these songs that I don't know to make talk. sure I listen to them later. Cheap fucking blows away any Mick Jagger fucking album. Period. All right, Charles, what do you think of the song? I just said it was boring. I right. What the hell are you going to blaspheme the great goddamn name of Keith Richards? <laughs> you probably root for... Well, I know what you root for. This, the Niners. And you live in L.A. Um... Yeah, because the Rams, uh, Rams. I don't want to hear. I know. I, I'm a Cleveland Brown fan. We are the definition of insanity. Keith steps up to the mic here, and I think I've heard it all at this point. Auto tune, Keith. This <laughs> <laughs> ever. Uh, but that aside, this is back in the lane where the Stones excel at being themselves. Mix harmony vocals with Keith. Again, you hit that comfort zone. So this is like chicken soup. For the soul, for me, you have you no def idea. You, you definitely are more Beatles fan than Stones fan. I can tell. Okay, but I do love uh, Keith Richards better than Mick Jagger, and this shit worked. Mick, uh, Keith is my favorite Stone, and he has yet to let me down. That before he made me run rules, Courtney. But check out Little TNA from uh, Tattoo You. Well, I that, think yeah, that is a good song. That one I really love. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, we have a review on the free form. What do you think he means, Eddie? <laughs> what was the one? What's the one on Exile? It's like his most famous, Happy. Yeah, Happy's really good. Um, but anyway, uh, great vibe of the song, and this was a better attempt to putting a new spin on that classic Stones formula, which is interesting. Is that kind of thing has been hit and miss to me on this record. But they hit it here. Great fucking track. Great pick, Courtney. Keith Rules. And you two guys on those corners there, and I'm looking at her silly. All right. All right. You're silly. All We're right. silly. Silly. We're, We're really silly. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but when we get to uh, Sweet Sounds of Heaven, which Jerry picked. So here it is on the Free Football <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Heaven 
Jerry, you picked it because Lady Gaga is hot, right? That's the best fucking song on the album. <laughs> not only do you, you got Lady Gaga, you got fucking Stevie Wonder. Come on now. Um, Lady Gaga, say what you want about her. She's poppy. A woman can sing the freaking phone book. All right? She's got a great voice. Anything she touches adds to anything, man. Um, mm. Again, you got the great piano playing. Um Great fucking guitar playing. And actually, I think Ron Wood plays a lot of the guitars on this song, if I read it right. And this sounds like old Nick, too, in my opinion. I mean, I think him and him and Lady Gaga do so well together. They blend so well together. Um, this is a freaking legendary song. As a matter of fact, this song right now is probably in my top ten of Stone songs. Really, really good song, man. This is a five out of five. Charles, I think you want to go next on this one. Well, <laughs> top ten? Top ten. Wow. I'll do admit it. No shame in it. Hey, hey, I'm not hating on it. I just it was a little shocking to hear. I think you're more of an Oingo Boingo fan than I am. That's <laughs> what I would think. Them fighting words there, son. Them fighting words. Uh, uh, Danny Elfman is a musical genius. He is. He, he writes songs about little kids. Uh, featuring Stevie Wonder on piano. <laughs> and Lady Gaga. Lady on them, Gaga. On them vocals. Gospel type track that I really find enjoyable, Jerry Soupy. <laughs> I don't care that at times Gaga, the Gaga, overdid it. It sounded, but it sounded like they had a great time harmonizing. And you can even hear Mick egging her on a little bit. I mean, for the folks that don't like vocal gymnastics, I get it. I mean, I like the song, but it's way too long for my liking. The only thing I can say is it's just too long. Like it, don't love it. Should have been edited down to about five minutes or less, and I think I enjoyed it more. And so because of its length, I'm basically in the middle on it. Not a top ten Rolling Stones song for me, but... I did enjoy the song. So there you go. Well, I agree with all of you. I think it was a great song. I like Lady Gaga's vocals. I liked her on The, the Star is Born. I don't like her solo stuff. And she's a huge hard rock and metal fan. She's like a huge mating tard. So uh, I respect <laughs> her vocals. So this is a very enjoyable song. This would be great on Sticky Fingers, man. But I think the Black Crows could have done it better. That's just me. Ah, with Lady Gaga. <laughs> maybe, maybe they I will. That. Maybe they that, will man. with Ice Spice. Ice oh, Spice. Oh, God. oh, man. No, please. Is that the girl that was on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Wasn't she boring and terrible? She was not. She was boring. She was so boring. I really wanted to like her. I mean, she's adorable. Why she's was Pete cute. Davidson in crap. every skit? I've never seen a host he's in the every host. skit. The host is in all the skits. No, Eddie Murphy yeah. wasn't in all the skits when he hosted. The host, is, the host is in most of the skits. Not like that. He was the dominant yeah. force in all those skits. He was in every single one. Every single one. They never have him in every single one. Well, I watch it because I do. I do like Pete Davidson. I think he's a dick, and I think he fucking pisses people off. How is Pete like Davidson him. a dick? How is he a dick? I, he isn't, but he pisses people off. That's why I like him. <laughs> So I watch it. Is he smarter than you expect him to be? Yeah. 
expect him to be an idiot because he does so many dumb things. He is. But he's, he's, a, he's, he's a very intelligent guy. Calculated. I, I, I thought that way until I heard his interview on Howard Stern, man. This dude's got his shit together, man. He, he really does. Is. He's a cool dude, man. Just I nice mean, it's tragic, it's tragic about his dad getting killed on 9-11. I mean, yeah. he's had a really, you know, shitty kind of, you know, what do you call it? Child and all that, but He's grounded, man. He seems like a you know a normal dude. Now, I mean, you tell me why Kardashians, uh, <laughs> who else? Uh, Kate Beckinsale, oh, Ariana Grande. I, I, maybe, it's maybe. a celebrity thing. They want to date who else? Whoever else dated that person. Also, it's a celebrity thing. It's like a call. It's like a claim to fame. Like even a lot of my musician friends. Like when I my friend introduced me to his new girlfriend, and the first thing he told me about her was she used to date the guitarist from very famous band. I'm not going to say which. Oh. And that was his first thing he wanted to tell me about her. Not, she's really smart, she's really cool. She used to date so-and-so. And now it's me. That's their thing. I hear this constantly. It's so stupid. Not Oingo Boingo. I promise you that. And <laughs> Oingo Boingo. Very. Do you like Oingo Boingo, Courtney? Yes, I'm going to see the former members on Sunday. They're awesome, aren't they? Yes, it's Steve, fun. Steve Bartix got this hit Jerry, real quick. You know, you Jerry, the answer to your, your question is that I've heard from anonymous sources, I keep my ear to the ground, Pete Davidson probably should have played Tommy Lee in the Motley Crue movie. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, too. But he does, he does, wear, he does wear a size 16 sneaker. Not Tom Zutout. He should have probably played Tommy Lee. That's the word on the street. I don't know. Not trying to I, find out or verify. I, I, I like the, I, 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 saying that. I thought it's because he's a better actor than Machine Gun overrated. Oh, uh, that sucks. Kelly wasn't bad as Tommy. No, he was, he was fine. No, it was terrible. I hate that guy. And I thought... Now, the, the Pam and Tommy thing on Hulu. That was good. I like that. That was good. I like it. He was cool. But the girl that played Pamela Anderson, could she look anything more like Pamela Anderson? I know. I know there was a lot of stuff they did, makeup and all this stuff, but wow. I mean, she looks just like Pamela Anderson. It was crazy. And Sebastian Stan is way hotter than Tommy Lee. <laughs> I love Sebastian Stan. Winter Soldier, man. Tommy Lee is just gross. Ugh. Hey. Even then, it's gross. Even when he was hot, he was gross. He broke out his, you know, his thing. You could see the hepatitis fucking coming out of his body. I he mean, just grossed me out. Hey, what, what did you think of that as a comedian when he had a dog inside his pants and brought it, brought it, brought it out on stage? Wait, what? <laughs> he what said he? he had what? something in oh, his God. pants, yeah. and, he, and he, people always talk about it. He brought this You're little right puppy out of his pants. So, oh, this is what I had in my pants. Not funny at all. That's animal abuse. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't find anything using a dog or a cat for a laugh unless they're doing tricks or they're, you know, like a cute dog or cat video. Putting the dog in your pants, that's animal abuse. First of all, we know there's no room in there for anything else. So <laughs> dog in there. Ugh, I hate him even more now. You didn't even see that? No, I, I never was at even that show in L.A. where he did it. Ugh. No, Definitely you guys was awesome. That's what's this is where I learn everything. It's from you guys and all the rock and pod people. Like you know so much stuff. I know nothing. Hey, that's hey, what's hey, even hey, worse. He admitted hey, hey. to it. He loves nine armed leopard. <laughs> Do you like them? Are you Do I like that leopard? 
Nine I arms. Jeff Leppard. I've seen them probably more than any other band besides Squeeze. But and which United is Power. better? I've With seen all Jeff arms like twenty times. But which is better? Arms attached or one missing? It doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't matter. I enjoy the show. I enjoy the music. It is slightly uncomfortable with the nigh arm. But I remind Mark when he tries but, to But his stage him. presence, and he smiles the whole time. Yeah, like the happiest drummer I've ever seen. Up, he beat up a girl with one arm. He's the woke nightmare. You don't know what to say. Hey, hey Corey, like, you, well, you, yeah, you, one you, arm, you lived in LA, okay. right? You lived in LA. I, Did you know Mark and Brian on KLOS? Of course, I listen to them every morning. Remember when they did? They had live footage of Rick Allen, Rick Allen at the airport, and he hits her with another left, and he hits her with another left, and he hits no. her with another left. They did that on yeah. Brian in the morning. I didn't He's, know he hit a woman. That just yeah, ruined he my his wife. Yeah, he did with one arm. What did and she, she say? What did she, she do to took it? She took it. That's insane. Like, come <laughs> on, that's horrible. It is horrible, but we don't know what you can't come after me because. A one-armed man beat a woman. What can you say? That's what pretty bad. That just horrible. ruined everything for me. I seriously didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, or I it out. Mark and Brian did a whole thing on that. It was left. And then they had the play-by-play. -play, and it was left, 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 left. Oh. <laughs> to be completely honest, even though I think they've made shit since Pyromania, Love Bites is an abortion of God. I love that song. But, I don't like Love Bites. Yeah. I like However, I, I joke on them a lot, but honestly, I do think it's cool they stood by him. I really do. And worked with him, even though the music was shit, but they at least gave it a shot. They've worked. They're still doing their thing. They are. They're they not mean. Nobody knows me, but they know Def Leppard. But I mean, I just make jokes on that. But I do think it's cool that they stood by him. That was really cool. Well, I, I, I agree they should have kept Pete Willis in there because Phil Cullen uh, neutered Tesla. I ain't worried about that. <laughs> and it's cool they stood behind Rick Allen in his accident. I think that was cool. But they should so, have kept Pete Willis and never brought Phil Cullen in a band. Have you heard? Have you heard? It's very important for I, the female fans to have one person on stage without a shirt. I was going to so say that. <laughs> It was important that he stayed. And the fact that he still looks the same, I swear I think he's a cyborg. He looks better so now. Weird. He's a he robot. Looks, he's, he a looks better. he's a vegan. He talks about his diet on the Eddie Trunk show. That's <laughs> not what's keeping him sharp like that. There's some st steroids going on there. <laughs> steroids. He's, he's, he's on the Sly Sloan thing. He's on HGH, I'm sure, or something. But he I looks great. Yeah. But for his age, he looks fantastic. So, for any I mean, age, he looks fantastic. No, not. This is their music sucks, but I it like didn't. The last album. I like Promises. That's such a Promises good song. Alphaphoria. That's a great album. Yes, yeah. I went to the residency in Vegas, and they were great. They, I, they were great. It they was never put on a bad show. Never. Oh, not true. I, I saw a terrible show. That they totally phoned in, and my sister won tickets. We were front row in the pit when they were with Brian Adams and Irvine when it, when it was called one of the many fucking names. Horizon Amphitheater or something? Yeah. Whatever that was yeah. called back then, Irvine Meadows, and uh, which just closed, by the way. I don't know if you saw no, that. No, they, they just closed five points in Irvine. Oh, that's it's not the same place. Okay, no, they, 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 they closed Irvine because of a housing thing, and then they right. moved it. A temporary Live Nation made one in, five, in the Great Park, but now they're building all these housing around them and sound restricting. Yeah. 
restrictions and Irvine won't let them build a new arena. So they're looking somewhere in Orange County to build a new outdoor shed. Just so, make it. I Hollywood Bowl of Irvine. Anyway, they totally phoned it in. And Joe Elliott was like, all he kept doing was like this Jesus thing. And and my sister and I were super bummed. And we're like, what's going on? They just couldn't follow Brian Adams that night. Brian Adams just crushed it. Brian like, Adams kicks ass. He yeah, was I love so Brian. Does he? Really? He does. I've seen videos from his last tour. He's fucking I, really I good. I saw Def Leppard with Scab Kiss. Ooh. Oh, I saw that too. I saw that too. I've seen yeah. I saw a few shows on that tour, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kiss was better, but. Yeah, Kiss. Much. Oh, you're so funny. Like I, like I said, man, Jeff <laughs> Leppard can bring it live, their sound. I don't know how they do it, but uh, well, vocally, vocally, vocally yeah, they bring it live. They really they do. They have really backing tracks, you can tell. I was on the side of the stage in Nashville. Craig Gass took me backstage with him. And I almost passed out. Uh, well, the sound effects, like in Rocket when and Rick stuff. When Savage walked by, I almost passed out. <laughs> um, but we were standing there, and I could hear it. I could, I could hear. Oh, the they do. Track. They do use backing tracks for sure. But you know who okay. sounds really good? Viv, motherfuckers. Yeah. I could hear his monitor. Yeah. He sounded so good. That's how you he know, got the job. Yeah. You know, sound it sounded best, Rick Allen, because that's a drum machine. It sounded fantastic. You just, you just he doing uses this. His feet real too, drums. dude. No, he doesn't. Live, live hey, in the round, dude. Live in the round, I had that video. I it saw, be, I hey. saw that his stereo okay, door. What you say, Mark I, Taylor? I saw Tesla mechanical resonance tour open for them. They were in the round. Uh -huh, they yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, best yeah. all-time concerts I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. One of the best openers. And Tesla, and when they had a curtain around freaking Def Leppard, dude. I've said the story before. And they dropped yes, it no. fucking right as the band came out. The lights went on. Oh. It was fucking amazing. Lasers in, everywhere. You were into the Pour Some Sugar on Me video. Yeah. I you were going fucking Pour Some Sugar on Me. shit in the video. I love that song. God's yeah, of War is my favorite song off that album, though. What is God of War? God's of War. Or God's of War, sorry. No, Mark's favorite is Excitable. No, he's that, that is the... You can roll the tape on that one. On in Love and Affection. I like that song. Oh, my God. Well, let's you, get to the last they, song on this album. When you pee, sir. We know that. Guys, okay. we're two steps behind. I like you. Oh, I man. love that song, actually. See, I'm, I'm goofy. I'm goofy. You're That's not fooling. Do you know why I like it? Well, I forget the names of everything. I, I'm no, losing I, my memory. I like it because there's no drums. Okay, Mark. What's the next? The last, the last yeah. song is uh, Rolling Stones Blues, Courtney. Oh, we skipped me on the Lady Gaga. But oh, we did. I, no, go no, ahead. No, go no, to Lady Gaga. Go Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Um, uh, this is the money maker. Yes, I agree. It's too long, but they needed some kind of gimme shelter kind of thing going on with a strong female voice on this album, and this is what it is, and that's what I was also waiting for. Where's the really super strong female voice, and here it is. So that's all I wanted to say. I was waiting for that. All right, Charles, did you say we all liked Mark? We all liked it, but Mark, I think. No, I liked it. Who didn't like it? Oh, Jerry said it's an all-time classic. It's yeah. like better. He said five out of five. I disagree with him on five out of five. Yeah. I I like it. We all liked it. So yeah. that's the one we liked. That's cool. It was just too long, though. Yeah, it's long. 
And Gaga, the Gaga could have been reined in a little bit. A couple times she just went a little too strange. Right. But think good. about what she's trying to follow. It was still good. Leave Britney alone. I'm <laughs> saying no, I'm saying Fergie when she did Gibby Shelter with them live, she was amazing. She was she was good on that. I don't not a fan of her, but she was good in the performance. I think yes. Fergie should make a rock album because that song she did with Slash was awesome too. So Who? Fergie. Oh Fergie. I think you meant Britney. Oh, I was Brittany like, didn't <laughs> did anything with Slash. Britney did Satisfaction, didn't she? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, with this. With Corey a Feldman sl- should make a rock album. Who? Corey Feldman? No! No! Because, <laughs> wait, let me explain really quickly. When he sings those awful, like, R&B, like, hip-hop, you know, stuff, and he tries to do that, it's horrible. But when I saw him live and he did, like, rock songs, they were actually good. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He has a rock and roll voice. I don't know why he's ignoring that, and he wants to be all cool. I heard him do "Cry Little Sister" was horrible. That's no one should do that song. That song's <laughs> way too hard to sing. But he did like, "Hey kids, rock and roll," which Def Leppard does too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, because of that movie, <laughs> "Dream a Little Dream." That was but he did it. Yeah. But it was good. It, it yeah. seriously was good. I do I'm like that movie. Michael Damien's crushes it. Uh, Charles just hung up on us after I said Corey Feldman should do a rock album. <laughs> I'm on here. I'm on here. I just turned the video off. Um, no, but but oh. what's funny, the, I'm at this venue, and they're giving us free tickets because of the late start. There was a Corey Feldman pile, and there was the, uh, what's that band? Uh, like in the Smithereens with that one dude singing. Everybody, with Marshall yeah, singing. Marshall yeah. Prince, they took the Smithereens tickets, and Corey Feldman's pile was still there. I took the Smithereens tickets. I didn't want to see Corey Feldman. <laughs> can I ask Cordy one thing real quick? <laughs> yeah. I, how come I didn't see you at Keelfest? <laughs> First of all, I was You're not at Keelfest. No, I wasn't there because I was at something else. I, I went to something else. I, you were a very wise woman. <laughs> I didn't. I, well, I can say. Oh, I know. I was exhausted after Good the event, ball. and I had so much shit the next day. I, I went went to bed early because that was Saturday night, right? Yeah. Yes, and uh, yeah. you you can be thankful that you ne- you did not see the worst concert in the history of the world. Well, uh, Ron Keel, I want my twenty five dollars back. Well, you, you know what? He was so mean to me at the second rock and pod that I'm like, Ron Keel hates me. And I was like afraid of him. And because uh, whenever Craig and I work together, people just think I know where he is at all times. So they're like, Courtney, where's Craig? I'm like, I don't know. He's his own person, you know, but I know he also wanders off. So you kind of got to keep an eye on him. And it was literally his first freaking interview of the day. It was like the first one. <laughs> and it was uh, Growing Up Rock. And uh, and I dig those guys. They're good dudes. And so Steven's like, oh, hey, Courtney, where's Craig? And I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know. Because he was he's never at his table. You know, he's always doing something. He sees something shiny and he wanders off, you know. And uh, plus, he'll get into conversations with people and it'll keep going. So he'll just disappear. 
And I guess Ron pulled him back behind the stage and was trying to sneak in a quick interview for his podcast before Craig got going on his schedule because he was back to back the whole day. So I go, I don't know where he is. And they go, he's supposed to be on our show right now. And I was like, oh, God, we just started. This is already starting. And I'm like, all right, I'll go get him. And I'm like looking around, looking around, and someone goes, I saw him go back that way with Ron Keel. Now, I didn't know Ron Keel had a podcast. I thought they were back there slow dancing, just talking <laughs> shots, you know. I didn't, and I know Craig's a fan of his, so I'm like, okay, you know, and, I, and I'm just like, whatever. Oh, Lord. So I go back there, and I'm just going, hey, Craig? Hey, Craig, are you back here? And then I hear, we're recording! And I'm like, oh, sorry. You never heard of editing? And it's Ron Keel, oh. like, yelling at me. Now, reason number nine why I can't stand Ron Keel. Yelled at me. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't. He goes, we're recording. And I was like, uh, so sorry, Craig. You're supposed to be on Growing Up Rock right now. And he goes, no, I'm not. Uh, they changed it. And I'm doing this. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. They asked me to come look for you. And then we had to stand next to Ron all day. And he wouldn't say a word to me he'd be i'd be standing next to craig and he would talk to craig and like an inclusive conversation but like not include me at all so i was sad i'm like ron Keel hates me and that was like my thing so i'm like they're like you go to keel fest i'm like no ron keel hates me and then they're like why i'm like he doesn't even remember me or remember anything but he was so mean to me it hurt my feelings yeah. I was like, oh i'm sorry you never I spent a total of 75 bucks on him. I bought the $50 out of the day of Rocket Pod. And then the 25 bucks for the, the worst show I told I you not to buy life. that album. I told you not Green, to buy that Green album. Goodstead. I like him, though. He's got a good voice. Like, he's fun to watch. Only Keel was good. Keel in the 80s was good. He was. Really two good. albums. Two albums. Yeah, the two yeah. albums, yes. He was in, um, I developed Stockholm Syndrome with that show. It was so bad. Like, I developed hey. Stockholm Syndrome, and I, when Tears Are Fire on Fire played, I was like, ooh, and everybody was looking at me like, what's wrong with you? I mean, I, it sounds okay, I guess. It was so horrible. It was People too long, even. I heard. I heard it was just too yeah, The sound was horrible, too, inside. But if you, if you went outside and froze your ass off, you could hear the speakers outside. It sounded yeah, better. It was cool. yeah. It was, but the thing is, act, me and Jerry crazy. got our yeah. Uber denied, what, three times? We were spinning out yeah. there like 45 minutes just to get back to our place. And we were yeah. freezing our ass off. That was the worst part of Keelfest. Yes, we left early. But fucking we should have just stayed because it, we were freezing our asses off waiting for a fucking Uber. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Ralph, Ian, and I got to see the Doritos guy. So that's <laughs> all you can say. Thank you, Aaron Camaro, for letting us know who the Dorito guy was. What's the Doritos guy? Oh, no. <laughs> you probably want to listen to the Art Rock and Metal Combat podcast recap of, of, of Rock and Pod. I don't I want did? to say on the show. Well, you could say yeah. it here. You've said it before on here, dude. Well, Sorry, there was dude. a guy masturbating into the Doritos bag that we were, me and Ian ran away from, and Ralph. We were like, oh, maybe he got caught by the Doritos guy. Oh, and you know what? Like, that guy hates me, too. The Doritos guy. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, some guy that openly masturbates in the streets of Nashville, and we happen to run into him. Ew. What, a, what a way to end the Keel Fest extravaganza. It's pretty well, appropriate, it actually. Ending. At least it had a happy ending. Sure.
And then uh, I still say, listen to that show if you don't remember. Ralph here came up with the greatest joke of all time that I don't want to repeat. And it wasn't his style, but it was so hilarious. He's so funny. Those guys make me laugh. They are so dark and so up. hilarious. Oh, my God. We were fucking losing it. It was out of nowhere. Out of some people, like, left field, where did Ralph come up with this joke? It was great. But uh, you didn't miss shit. I promise you that. No. It was horrible. Probably one of the worst edition, worst. Uh, worst concert ever. We couldn't even get up there to get drinks, to get drunk, to enjoy it. It was like, it was so crowded, they didn't have enough bartenders there. And it was like, fucking, we got one drink, and then one guy dropped mine, hit it, and knocked uh -huh. it off. I go, this place sucks. And I go, Jerry, you want to go? He goes, well, let's see if it gets better after the fourth song. <laughs> But it started with the country. Yeah, I, spent, I spent 75 bucks on the sucker, so I'm going to try to get some of my money's worth. Come on. <laughs> started with that country shit. Uh, well, we, we, need to have, we need to have Rick Fox on here, but I'm not going to blame him from Keel, Keel Fest. Uh, but I like that dude. Yeah, yeah, I like him too, man. It's all Ron Keel. I hope you find me at the next Rocket Pod, Ron Keel. Again, all right, let's get this last song. All right, let's get this last song. Uh, Rolling Stones Blues, which is uh, Muddy Waters' uh, cover. Jerry. I mean, it's okay. I mean, nothing really spectacular. It's a cool little yeah. cover, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay, it's just okay. That's all I really got to say about it. Two out of two point five out of five. I'm just saying, like, if you listen to, like, the good Rolling Stones albums, they had a theme where the songs went into each other seamlessly. It's like, it's like one, like, turn on the brakes, turn on the brakes. The albums are not sequenced. The songs are not sequenced great on this album at all. And this is like, like, now we get a blues cover, which is good, but it doesn't make sense. It's, it's like. This album is so disjointed. I I give it like fucking three out of twelve bong rips. Fuck, <laughs> I'm like, damn. There's no sequence to this album at all for me, and it's, it's so disjointed. It isn't smooth. Courtney, what do you think of it? Songs in this album, Mark? Huh? I don't know. Three or four? I think four out four out of twelve bong rips. Then. Okay. Right. How, how have they never done this before? It just seems like super obvious. Well, when they do and a maybe... blues album, they put bluesy songs on it. They just don't add like a hardcore blues song to a... But the title, I mean, it just seems very obvious. Yeah, but, they're, but the thing, they have pop, rock, hard rock on this album. It's like when you get a good Stones album, it just flows together. It's not like... Here's this genre. Here's this genre. Here's just it's definitely genre. one of those. Here's the last song. We ran out of ideas. Yeah. Fuck it. Here you go. It, it, this whole album doesn't flow. It doesn't flow. Yeah. It's not a flowy album. It's not like I could put on, drop the needle on go, st man. sticky fingers and listen to both sides. Go ahead, yeah. Charles. We got to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, we closed out with a Muddy Waters cover. The song that one of the songs probably inspired their name. I, I like the production on it. It actually sounds like an old blues recording. Um, this is Rolling Stones in Muddy Waters, because, of course, it rules, and a great way to end this album. I think they did Muddy Proud. Not the greatest album I've ever heard from this band, but much better than 72 Seasons from Metallica. I'd rank this album one of the strongest releases of the year thus far. Ooh. 
I don't know what to say about that, man. <laughs> Best so far. Rival Sons are good. Let's get to our tracks of the week. Courtney, you picked Minefield alone together. Oh, yeah. I love these guys. This is a super group that Brandon Fields put together with Todd Kearns, Jeremy Asbrock, and Matt Starr. Ooh, and they did this album during during um, lockdown. Yeah. So they recorded it all in four different places. And then they even made a video <laughs> and put them all together with the magic of special effects. Right. It's a really and it's a really good album. It's really good and you can definitely hear Brandon's kiss influence and um and many others, but they even do a cover of All American Man. Um but ah. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Todd Kern yeah. sing well he can sing anything. But and they and they share lead vocals on here, except for Matt, um, who's also a great singer. I'm wondering what happened with that. But uh but this is the first song they released um, before they finished the, the whole album called Alone Together, which makes sense during the lockdown, being by yourself, but making music together. And it's catchy and it's cool. And uh, they only played it live once and I happened to be there. Nice. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that band. I think Brandon like took a sabbatical from facebook or he blocked me one of the two no he he got rid of his Facebook. he's just doing instagram yeah. now okay yeah because i was going man he blocked me i told you mark dude. i told you well i said maybe he got rid. i did say he maybe he wouldn't got rid block of you what would you have done to, for him to block you i know but you always want to think that like what did, did they block me no he just got rid of it i got hagar. blocked for i don't know why so he's a hagar fan yeah that's oh. probably why but then i get to my i, I go to the black crows remedy I just like that song. Uh, that's what I great. like. Great song. And then, uh, Jerry, you did Journey, Feeling That Way Anytime. Oh, my God. That's my favorite Journey song. Best, yeah, best, best, best incarnation of Journey, in my opinion. I like the pre-Steve Perry era, era, plus the Raleigh Perry era. It's my favorite. Um, great song. I mean, timeless song. It still sounds fresh on the radio today when you hear it. Amazing vocals by Greg. I think he's one of the most underrated singers in rock history. Um, that's why I picked it. Good tune. All right. I'm back. And Charles, we get to a goblin cock, something haunted. Huh? I thought these were supposed to be new, by the way. Not that I wouldn't have picked mine. Oh, no, you can pick anything. Charles, are you there? You? That way. That's my favorite journey song. Sorry. Charles. We lost Charles. Big goblin cock, Charles. Who the hell can't get enough of goblin cock in their life? Uh, huh? Jeez, whiz, what a fucking great band. I mean, this is something interesting here. A little bit of goblin cock. Never heard of that. What was the name of that song again, Mark? Because I just picked something it out of haunted. random. It's all right. It reminds me a little bit of Ghost, a little bit of Weezer, and a little bit of Metal. But what a name, Goblin Doc. It's what pretty clever. If you're a 12-year-old boy. No, I'm kidding. Oh, guys. I'm sorry. I meant 13. I thought it was 13. Hey, Carney, can I ask one quick question before you go? Be real quick. Yeah. I was looking at your bio, and you got to work with one of my favorite show is Scrubs. This season, you got, oh. you, got to work, you got to work with Donald Faison, man. What was he like? I love Donald. He seems like a really cool dude. He's such a nice guy. He It was his very first hosting job. That was the first hosting gig he ever did, was the show that I worked on with him, and I was his writer. So I was with him all the time. 
and such a nice guy and we had so many inside jokes and we goofed around a lot and he was fun to write for um and uh yeah he went you know he wanted to make it his own so i'm like you know when you host a show you have to say the same shit at the top all the time and whatever but donald and i would like change stuff and have fun with it and he was fun like we had finesse mitchell on the show and finesse mitchell's a very handsome guy He's like really hot, good guy, and really super funny. So me and the other two girls that worked on the whole thing, we were like, Vanessa Mitchell's coming tomorrow. Like it was kind of a joke. <laughs> and and so uh, during Stop Down, we have a live studio audience. He's up on stage. It's it's Finesse, um, Lunell, the comedian, and Donald, and someone else. I forget who was up on stage with them. And uh, he stopped down and he's like, oh, Finesse is here. He's like, oh, Finesse, my writer's been saying all week, ooh, Finesse Mitchell is coming. And I'm like, no, I did not. But he called me out in front of everybody during a stop down. That was very embarrassing. Um, but uh, no, Donald's just like you'd think, really professional right and super nice, really funny. Cool, right on, thanks. Nice, man. So that was our review of uh, Rolling Stone's Hackney Diamonds. I guess that's a province in England somewhere. Hackney? It's a neighborhood in, in, in London. Neighborhood in London, man. like to uh, thank yes, you, Courtney, sir. for coming on this episode. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. It was really sweet that you asked me. I'm very flattered. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Well, we're Pleasure's flattered all you side. came on yeah. up. Ours, if you heard us, we're kind it of unprofessional. Was, it would be our honor. I yes, heard you, Mark. Usually... I've been doing so many things. You're you're all over the place. <laughs> I knew you before I even knew you. I recognized you when I met you in person for the first time. I already knew you were. Uh, that's like, awesome. that's that dude. <laughs> that's it, dude. But, uh, man, thank you. Uh, Charles, Any uh, Jerry, any final thoughts, man? Uh, Courtney, thank you for being on and uh, talking about Donald Faison, man. Love that guy. And, uh, Glad he ended up being a nice guy. I kind of would have been, you know, disheartened if he was an asshole or something. So that's good to hear. But, yeah, you know, so. Thank you for being on, and um, you know, you know, give us some good reviews out there, everybody. If we, you know, if you got a moment, it doesn't take long to do. And uh, thanks again, Charles. Man, take us out. Always an honor. Uh, thank you, Courtney Cronin Dole, for being on, and. Uh, like Jerry said, like, share, subscribe, leave some reviews off of the algorithms, and thank you for listening. Goblin cock for life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Peace, man.
for the best of rock and heavy metal and some Duran Duran. <laughs> Just joking. Where am I? Tune into thatmetalstation.com every Tuesday night to hear the free form rock show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on thatmetalstation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.